Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Crawford, back at you with another excerpt from Excuse My Bias. The Excuse My Bias podcast is the one and only bias sports podcast show, but not the one and only because we all have biases, just different biases. want to jump really quickly into this all NBA teams that came out today and particularly Clay Thompson and him being left off of the all NBA team. I know you might be thinking, well, you know, that sucks for him, but why is that such a big deal? Well, because for Clay Thompson, him being a free agent this summer, along with his teammate Kevin Durant uh, and Boogie Cousins, uh, but Clay in particular had a contract kicker where if he made an all NBA team, and that's any of them, first, second, or third, he would have been able to be eligible for the super max, meaning he would have got an extra $31 million on his next contract there that he can sign in July. This is a, uh, <laughs> as you can understand, a huge disappointment for Clay, especially since it was recorded, his live reaction when the reporters told him that he didn't make the all NBA team. It's one thing if you can handle that in private and then compose yourself and then come out <laughs> and, and then make a statement from there. But he kind of had to get it on the fly. and He just kind of rolled his eyes like, what the hell? You know, like I'd rather win another championship than to make all NBA third team anyway, which is, you know, is a good, good statement. I can even say it's a true statement, but that $31 million <laughs> has got to hurt there with that. Not getting that taken, uh, not being able to get that one there. And especially when he looked up, he kind of rolled his eyes and he was like, really, do I think it's that many guards in the league that's better than me? No. And he, there was no hesitation, no bluff, uh, wasn't a PC answer. He was just like straight up. I don't think it's that many guards better than me in the league. And to be honest, he has a point. Klay Thompson is a top, to me, uh, a top five guard in the league was definitely shooting guard um if you're counting point guards then you know i'll maybe have to recompile the list but he's definitely top five shooting guard right there with you know oladipo harden um you know then him you know maybe the rose and some other guys but definitely a top five shooting guard there no question and i took liberty to look at the all nba third team list because the, the first two teams to me he of course he doesn't have a case for first team uh second team i don't think he has a case either over dame or Kawhi. i mean excuse me over dame or Kyrie. um both of them just did you know had bigger responsibilities for their team and their teams performed well in the regular season um the one i think that everybody will stick out to is gonna they're gonna look at kimba let's just keep it real they're gonna look at kimba the third team was russell uh westbrook Kimba, LeBron, Blake Griffin, and Rudy Gobert. Um, with him being a guard, you don't have to worry about the forwards at all, so we're not even going to focus on them. But Russell averaged another triple-double. His team went to the uh, the playoffs there. They had a pretty good record. Russell's not really in question for me. Uh, Kimba is the one that I think most people will look at and say, well, Clay's better than him. He should have got that spot there. And... I would agree with you if it was just a straight up player for player type situation that you could make the argument, hey, Clay is just better because of what he does on both ends of the floor, the way he impacts the offense there as well. But 
unfortunately for Clay, these are regular season awards. And unfortunately, if you're on a team that is stacked like his, for your te- for you to be able to get an All NBA third team or second team or something like that, your team has to perform almost at a historic pace to be able to say, "Well, we're going to get three All NBA guys," you know, in there. Because obviously, you know, they you know those great teams like Golden State are going to get their first teamers like Steph, their second teamers like KD. They're, those are kind of automatic. Those third team slots, though, are usually reserved only for those super stacked teams like that when they have a great regular season, you know, record breaking. If you look at it, he made the all NBA third team back in 2015 and 2016. These were the years where the Warriors won 67 games and, of course, the 73, 73 game uh, winning Golden State Warriors teams. Those teams paced themselves at such a, at, you know, we're at such a great pace and led the league uh, and wins and just, you know, just overall dominance that it made sense to make Clay an all, all NBA third team guy during those times. But you see last year with uh, KD being added, now Clay stopped down and leaving a step further. And that makes it even tougher for him to be a, a all NBA guy, especially seeing that uh, the Warriors didn't exactly dominate the regular season, even like they'd done previously, even though the team got better with Kevin Durant. There's actually some numbers that I'm just going to kind of present to kind of make the case for why Kemba did uh, get that spot over Clay and why I agree with it. You know, like I said, I'm not agreeing that Kemba's a better player, but I agree that because of what Kemba had to do for his team um, and his impact for his team directly and what that resulted in wins and losses it just meant that it had to go for him there over clay there with it so if you look at it um win shares is a good stat that i love to go to a lot of people really don't understand win shares so it looks weird because you look at it and you could just see you know clay thompson has 5.3 win shares this year and you're like well what the hell does that mean well it means out of the 57 wins that the golden state warriors had this year, they're saying that Clay was directly responsible pretty much for about five of those wins where he kind of just played well above everybody else. He was the driving force for those. And actually, if you look at the stats and you look at um, his game scores for uh, the season, you can see which five games they are actually talking about. Game scores is another uh, stat there that compiles all of the traditional stats, points, rebound, assists, turnovers, etc., and it basically gives you a number there of kind of like a grade for the game, whereas a 40 is like outstanding and a 10 is like an average. So, you know, 10 to 20 is like an average, 30 to 40, 30 is, is really good, 40 is great. You know, Clay had a few games there that you obviously, if we look back at the season, you'd be like, okay, well, duh, those were his games. You know, you got the 52-game win, 52-point game versus Chicago on October 29th. Remember when Clay started off slow this year, everybody said, what was wrong with him? He bust out and hit, you know, all those threes in the first half, ended up with 52. He had 44 against L.A. on January 21st, 39 versus Denver on March 8th, uh, 43 versus the Knicks on January 8th, and then he had a really great all-around game versus the Spurs. We had 26, six assists and three steals on February 6th. But those really were it as far as his impact games where he really was the driving force for the Warriors 
to win, you know, that outcome of that contest, you know, with Kevin Durant leading that team with almost 12 win shares. So he had a great, much greater impact on the team for winning those games. Steph Curry was right behind him with 10. I'm just rounding up there for you. For comparison, look at Kimba. Now, the, the Charlotte Hornets obviously didn't win 57 games. They didn't even make the playoffs. But the Charlotte Hornets, of their 39 wins, Kimba was responsible for, you know, basically almost 20% of the wins. He, he, he was responsible for 7.3. That was his win shared numbers. And if you really look at the games, you can see which ones that he really made that big impact on. He had 37, 10, 6 37, 10 assists and six rebounds and one steal versus Chicago in February. I mean, 36, 9 and 11 versus Boston, 43, 5 and 4 versus Boston again, 38, 11 and 9 versus San Antonio, 29, 8 and 6 versus Toronto, 32, 7 and 3 versus the Pelicans, 37, 7 and 1 versus Atlanta. And these aren't even including the some of his biggest games like... Um, his 60 point game that he had earlier this year that are that he lost. So all of those kind of come into consideration as well. When you look at when Clay Thompson had a great game this year, his team almost assuredly won with Kimball. He had a lot of games where Kimball balled out and it was just him balling out. He didn't have the requisite help to go ahead and win those games. This really was probably why his win shares was lower. You know, you have to think if Kimba had a little bit of a better roster around him just to help out a bit, his win shares would have probably been in a double figure margin uh, mar- uh, margin, excuse me. And he might have been looking at maybe all NBA second team at that point. That's kind of where Dame Lillard is because he had CJ McCullough, uh, obviously Nurkic and th- other guys there who could help him out a little bit. So when he had those great 50 and 60 point games. You know, their team was able to win. So it reflects in the win shares and reflects uh, better for them when they go back and even compile these lists and look over these stats to make these all NBA teams. So just kind of wanted to point that out for you that, hey, Clay, I'm, a, I'm your guy. I love Clay Thompson. I'm actually a big defender. Here. I hate when people say that he's overrated. Uh, that, that really just irks me so much. But I got to get this one to Kimba there, Clay. I'm sorry. Like, I love you. You know, one of the best two way players in the world. But Kemba did have to carry a much heavier load there, and he did an outstanding job there this year. You saw him with the all-star uh, bid this year, and, you know, he just really killed it, man. I really hate that it just cost you $31 million, but I think you'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think money-wise, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out there. And I think this makes for an even more interesting uh, free agent frenzy that comes in July because now Golden State doesn't have to give him the Supermax. Maybe see if they make some adjustments to get more guys there. Or maybe now they can offer uh, even more guys, maybe offer Boogie something more than what they could do previously. So this is your boy, Jay Crawford, for a quick excerpt for Excuse My Bias podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to the Excuse My Bias podcast on iTunes, everywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Basically, we are right there for you for your Bias Sports podcast talk. Remember, this is the uh, one and only bias sports podcast, but not the one and only because we all have biases, just different biases. You take care. Peace.